Welcome to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We're all new for 2023 and featuring a wide mix of variety shows from the golden age of radio to include comedy, music, drama, cop shows, and much more. For those of you who want non-stop crime buster and detective shows, you can now add 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to your podcast library. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. Brand new for 2023 and growing fast. For those of you looking for non-stop suspense and sci-fi, we offer 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner. That's 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner. Your best friend on the road or when you just want some real suspenseful drama. Just think Escape, Suspense, 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner. Meanwhile, 1001 Radio Days will be bringing back some memories along with some great entertainment every Wednesday and Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And now, our show. Here he is, folks. You howled at him when he played the Marine in Wake Island. You cried with him in Lifeboat, Hollywood's magnificent mug. Looks ain't everything. Brains is important, too. Now, take me. I got more brains in my little finger than I got in my whole head. (laughs) (laughs) William Bendix in the Life of Riley. Tonight and every Sunday night, the American Meat Institute, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The meat people of America providing a great food for a great nation. This year, your meatpacking industry will probably process about 90 million hogs, the greatest number in history. That's a lot of pork, America. But our fighting forces and our folks at home will need it all. And now... The Life of Riley. After a month of living in a little rented houseboat, the Rileys are back in their little bungalow in town. It's Sunday, war worker Riley's day off. The brilliant California sunshine is streaming into the living room of their bungalow where we find Riley sprawled out on a mohair couch. Riley? Riley? Oh, uh, uh, Dumpling. Are you going to waste the whole day just lying around here? Huh? Oh, no, no, of course not. I, I got lots to do. I, I'm going places. Mm, where, for instance? Well, uh, first I'm going out in the backyard and sit around for a while. and Then I'm going next door to Little Waldo Binney's and sit around there for a while. And Then I'm going over to the BPLA clubhouse and sit around there for a while. And By that time, I'll be pretty tired out, so I'll come home here and sit around for a while. <laughs> well, that's a fine way to spend your day off. Well, what else is there to do, Dumplin'? Well... I thought that as long as the children will be at the beach until late, I sort of thought the two of us might make a night of it. You know, go out to dinner, take in a movie. Oh, movies. They're too crowded on Sunday nights. We always have to wait in the lobby, and I can't sleep standing up. (laughs) (laughs) Riley, you never want to go. I'm afraid you're getting old. Well, hello? Uh, Mrs. Riley? Yeah, yeah, she's here. Who's calling Mr. Monaghan? Well, well, just a minute. Thank you. <laughs> For you, it's a gentleman friend there, Mr. Monaghan. <laughs> Monaghan? I don't know any Monaghan. Uh, hello? Oh, yes, this is Peggy. Who is it, please? Peggy? Hey, what is this? Sidney Monaghan! Well, of all people! Why, 
dear, it's Sidney Monaghan. You know, Butch from Brooklyn. Butch? That foul ball from Ebbetsfield? <laughs> <laughs> Why, of course I remember you, Sidney. <laughs> A girl doesn't forget an old flame. Uh, what's he calling you for? Why, it's wonderful to hear from you again, Sidney. Tell me all about yourself. Oh, uh, just a minute. Um, Riley, I, I think the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. Will you go and see, dear? No, 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 it ain't. I turned the gas off. You... <laughs> yes, yes, I'm here, Sidney. Yes, I'm listening. You didn't. Oh, you're a darling. Darling? Hey, Peg, I'm the only darling around here. <laughs> oh, be quiet. But... Oh, oh, no, no, not you, Sidney. Uh, <laughs> oh, go on with your butching. <laughs> you always wear a fresh thing. <laughs> Tell them about Fabton Jr., our two children. Tell them. <laughs> oh, now, you shouldn't say things like that, Sidney. <laughs> Remember, I'm an old married woman now. Right, uh, Peg, the, the, the coffee's boiling over. Hang up on it. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, that's just my husband. Just my husband. Hang up, Peg. I'm expecting a call. Get that phone. Why, of course I want to see you before you leave. Tonight? Well, I, I think so. I haven't got anything planned. Yes, I, I think I can make it. All right, call me later, Sydney. Goodbye. Uh, uh, what? Oh, oh, surely. Oh, he wants to talk to you, dear. I, I, I ain't got nothing to say to that guy, and I don't want to hear it. Riley, don't be rude. Just say hello to uh, him. Okay, give me the phone. Hello, Monaghan. Nice to hear from you. Goodbye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Might have been a little more polite. That big ape. Remember when he tried to flirt with you before we was married? I had to punch him in the nose. I ain't forgotten that. Dear, it was Butch who punched you in the nose. Uh, I ain't forgotten that either. <laughs> Anyway, that was 18 years ago. I'm sure Butch has no grudge against you. Well, he should have. I took you away from him, didn't I? <laughs> Why, Riley, I, I believe you're still jealous of Butch. Jealous? Jealous me? <laughs> hey, Peg, what was that about seeing him tonight, Butch? Well, he wants us to come over and talk about old times. He's going back to Brooklyn tomorrow. I ain't going to see him. I got nothing to talk about. Oh, Riley, you're acting like a schoolboy. There's only one thing I got to say to Butch Monahan, and it's the same thing Horace Greeley said. Go eat. After all, Butch... I don't want to hear another word in that final. Riley, you're... And I ain't jealous. Uh, hello, Waldo. You, uh, taking the air? Oh, I think I'm getting it. I don't understand. Tell me, Waldo, how, how long you've been married? Five years. Five long years. <laughs> Five long years too long. Yeah. Well, maybe you can help me, Waldo. I, I got a problem on my head. It's, it, it's about marriage and women, you know. Well, you come to the right man. Yeah. Oh, I'm quite an authority on the female of the species. There's three of them living in my house. Three? Yeah. My wife, my wife's aunt, and her French poodle. <laughs> I learned a lot studying them. Oh, well, then maybe you can advise me, only forget what you learned from the French poodle, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's the problem? Well, this morning, uh, Butch Monahan, an old, old boyfriend of Peg's from Brooklyn, yeah. has the nerve to call up and ask to see her. 
My wife. Aha, uh-huh. and you're jealous. Jealous? Me? No, this guy don't mean a thing to Peg as long as she's got me. She likes me lots better than most of the men she knows. I'm not jealous, so. Riley, you aren't deceiving me. You're worried. No, I ain't worried. Only Peg shouldn't have been so happy when she heard his voice. She hears my voice every day, and she's never that happy. Mr. Riley, I'm afraid that you don't understand women. You know, there's an art to making a woman happy. Well, sure there is. You don't have to tell me. You fix them up in a little house, lots of closet space. You tell them they're the best cooks in the world and flip me your pay envelope every week. What more does a woman want? Uh-huh. Riley, I'm going to be brutally frank. I see it's happened to you, just as it's happened to millions of other husbands. Why? You take your wife for granted. Who? Me? Hmm? A woman doesn't like to be chained to the stove all the time. She likes her husband to take her out and show her a good time. Well, I take Peg out for a good time every Saturday night regular. I take her to watch me bowl. <laughs> Doesn't she find that a little dull? No, well, when she gets bored watching the match, she takes out her knit, knit, needle and knits me socks. Ah, uh, bowling. Socks. Didn't you ever take her out to dinner in a swell restaurant, a show, dancing? Sure, dozens of times. And then we got married. Well, that's just it. Now, what about after marriage? Uh, now, you know, women are romantic creatures. They like attention, uh, little courtesies, flattery. They want to be courted constantly. Yeah, I uh, You know what, Waldo? Now. I've been taking Peg for granted. Now. Waldo, you don't think that maybe Peg don't love me no more? Oh, I wouldn't say that, no. No, I... no. but it could happen if you don't change your attitude. Yeah, you're right. I'm changing my whole personality. During the day, I'll be Riley the Riveter, but at night, I'm Riley the Romeo. Don't like this. Oh. Oh, it's you. Yeah. I thought you'd gone to your BPLA meeting. No, Dublin. The Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles can wait. First, I, uh... First, I wanted to see you, Dublin. Oh. What's that you're holding behind your back? Oh. Just some roses I bought. Who's sick? <laughs> Nobody's sick. I, I bought them for you. you Here. For, for me? Why, Riley, I... $5 worth of American beauty. Oh, my... Well, they're, they're lovely, dear, but but why oh, on earth... Oh, there's a card there. Here, read what it says. Oh, see. Um, American beauties for the queen of American beauties. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic, huh? <laughs> oh, Riley, you're a darling. Oh, that ain't all. I, I got something in my other hand. Here. A two-and-a-half-buck box of McGuire's French bonbon. Here. Oh, Bonbon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Riley, I, I, I just don't know what to say. Well, now, don't say nothing. Just pucker up. That's on account. On account of I love you. And there's lots more where that came from, Peggy Pie. Peggy Pie. <laughs> Why, dear. Oh, you haven't called me that in years. Remember the first time I called you that? Mm-hmm. Of course I do. 
We were standing looking in the window of Dingle's Bakery. All of a sudden, it, it popped into my head. Peggy Pie. I, I don't know what made me think of it. Oh, dear, I really appreciate the flowers and bonbons, but what's the occasion? I don't need no occasion to be nice to my wife. I, I ain't like a million other husbands. I'm the romantic type. I believe in courting the girl you love before, during, and after marriage. Well, dear, you, you've made me very happy. Oh, well, now i better get started on our supper. Oh, no, 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 nothing to it. No wife of mine is going to bend over a hot stove if I can help it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Silly, I've been doing it for 18 years. I, I know, but tonight that stove deserves a rest. I, 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 I mean, you... <laughs> So, so tonight I'm taking you out. Now, that's a promise. Oh, dear, that's wonderful. I- I've been dying to step out. Well, it's all set. As soon as I get back from my lodge meeting, we'll get going. Taxis, restaurants, shows, dancing. I'm shooting the work. I got $4 that's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Hi, gang. Start the meeting. Your next president's here. Hey, Riley, you're late. I can me. It's been waiting for you. Come on, we gotta go. Yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute, Snooker. Where are we going? What, what, what about the meeting? Well, the meeting was a jump before it started. We're going to a party at Sheik Evans's place. What do you mean? Sheik's in the army. He's in Burma or something. He was. He just flew into town just for a couple of hours. He's thrown a big spread for all the guys. Sure, let's get going. Now, 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 wait a minute now. Don't confuse my brain. What time will we get back from the Sheik? Oh, three, four in the morning. Who cares? Come on, let's well, scram. Okay, but I, I got to go home first and get my wife. I'll no, James Riley, this is strictly stag. Oh, well, then I can't go. You got to go. Everybody's gone. Sure, after all, it was Sheik who started the BPLA, and now you're running for president of the lodge. It's your duty. Uh, yeah, I, I know, but I already got an important date. For with who? With, uh, uh, with, with my wife. I, I got a date with my wife. And Did you have any trouble getting it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> This one is taking the missus out of date. Sure, you can take her out any time. Sure, call it no, off. I, I can't do sure that. Sure, you can. I had a date with my missus, but I called it off. Just like that? You... Yeah. I gave her 22 cents to go to the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I dumped my ball and came with the in-laws. Let them suffer for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm different from you guys. You guys take your wives for granted. I, I can't call it off. I... Why, are you afraid of your conscience? Uh, my conscience ain't said a word to me. I run my own business. Then phone up your wife. Go on, you're scared. No, I ain't scared. What a character. Scared of his own wife. Yeah. Yeah. And Peck Riley. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Now, cut it out, fellas. You got me wrong. I wear the pants in my house. Yeah, don't give us that. In my house, what I say goes. All right, then. Phone the missus up and say you ain't taking her out. Well, sure, okay. I'll phone her. I'll show you guys. Hey, Riley, where you going? I'm going downstairs to use the phone. What for? We got a phone right here, and it's free, too. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I love phones. That's the way. And don't take no fun answer. Uh, you just leave it to me. I'll be putty in her hand. Hello? Oh, hello, Dumplin. <laughs> Get a load of that Dumplin. <laughs> Dumplin. I, I, I mean, uh, hello, Margaret. Oh, is that you, dear? Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you a bulletin from the Blue Network newsroom in Los Angeles. American warships frustrated a Japanese attempt to reinforce their beleaguered forces on Peleliu Island. The Americans destroyed a Jap convoy of 14 vessels, some of them carrying men and equipment. The Japanese losses were heavy. This bulletin came to you from the Blue Network newsroom in Los Angeles. Wouldn't it come up if anything 
wrong? Huh? No, 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 nothing's wrong. It's just oh, that. Oh, take I... your nose out of the phone, Riley, before she puts a ring. Oh, down. Uh, hello, hello, Riley. Look at him, afraid to open his yap. Look, Dumplin. That wants to be our next president. Bad chance. Scared stiff of his wife. Oh, scared about. Listen, Peg. I can't take you out tonight, and that's final. And never mind why. But Riley, I'll take you out when I'm good and ready. Riley, goodbye. Handle them, Riley. Okay, guys, let's go. Come on, Riley. Yeah, come on. yeah I'm just in a mood for a party. Anybody got an aspirin? <laughs> well, while Playboy Riley is on his way to that gay party, this is Wendell Niles, his spokesman for your meat industry. The mother puts the pot roast on, there's a smile on her lips, and water in the mouth of everyone who likes honest Indian food and flavor. Let's talk about pot roast, hmm? It's brown and it's juicy. It sends off short waves of aroma of meaty invitation. Pot roast is surrounded with red of tomatoes, the orange of carrots, the green of beans, the ivory white of potatoes. The gravy of pot roast is one of the classics of all those good meat gravies. Then get a piece of pot roast on your plate, surrounded by those vegetables drenched by that gravy. And brother, sister, folks, here's tender, easy-eating, savory meat that says, aren't you glad that you're home and hungry? Be even gladder, pot roast people, for that lovely pot roast is packed with proteins. Not only proteins, but top-flight quality proteins. We can't see them, but our bodies sure need them to grow on, to keep in repair with, to keep fit on. In fact, all meat pot roast or pork chop, fresh, smoked, or canned, is a yardstick of protein food because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's an hour later, and Riley, very conscience-stricken, but trying to conceal it from the boys of the BPLA, is just arriving at the Sheik Evans' house. Well, this is the jerk. Ring the bell, Ike. Okay, Snooker. Hey, Riley, come on. What's the matter with you? What are you looking so blue about? I'm not blue. I'm very happy. And for Pete's sake, smile. Laugh once in a while. I'm laughing. (laughs) Ah, he's still worrying about his wife. Who's worried? Me? Go on. I'm... uh... Hiya, gang. Glad to see you. Hiya, gang. Glad to see you. Hiya. Come on in. Meet the girls. Girls? Hey, wait a minute. I thought this was a stag. Well, that was the idea, but a half hour ago, but five of my fiancés dropped in to say goodbye. Well, what are we waiting for? Sure, come on in. The joint's jumping. Keep away, she. Hey, Riley. What are you staying out there for? I, I, I just want to put my shoelace up. But... Well, don't uh, take all night. Okay, I'll be right there. Uh, well, I can't stay here all night. Tying and untying his shoelace. Guess I'd better go in. Riley, wait. Riley, don't go in there. Ah, why shouldn't I go in there? Riley, listen to me. I'm your conscience. Yeah, I know. Leave me alone, will you? The last time you was around, I was filling out my income tax. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had to put up quite a battle for that 65 cents. Well, beat it. I'm going into the party. The guys are waiting for me. Go Riley, what about Peg? You promised to take her out, didn't you? Yeah, but... Tonight, you say. Well, I'll take her out tomorrow night. You know you're going bowling tomorrow. Bowling? Yeah, but that's only so I'll keep healthy, so I can work, so I can support Peg. Is that the only reason you bowl? Uh, well, I'm also crazy about bowling. <laughs> Poor Peg. She works so hard. What did you ever do to make her life easier? Well, I... Bought her an iron and a vacuum cleaner and a washing machine, didn't I? And didn't I even show her how to use them? And is that payment for years of devotion? Well... Are you grateful or are you a rat? I'm a 
ungrateful rat. <laughs> Was it right for you to yell at her over the phone? No. Is it right to go to this party with her a strange women? Well, I was forced. Yeah, that's it. I was forced into it. Don't be a weakling. Go home before it's too late. Home to your Peggy Pie. That's it. I'll go home. I'll go right now. Goodbye. I'm coming with you. Well, hello. Where are you going, big boy? Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going home. I can't... <laughs> The party's just starting. Come on over, big boy. Well, I, I really ought to be well, going. You're awfully shy, aren't you? Oh, better let go of my hand. My conscience will like it. <laughs> oh, you're a string. Come on, sit down. Here. Don't sit down, Riley. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'd better, miss. I, I gotta go. Oh, don't go yet. My name's Lorraine, but all my boyfriends call me Cuddles. <laughs> <laughs> well... My name's Riley, but all my boyfriends call me Riley. <laughs> I really got to be going. Why? I, I, where did you get such nice, wavy hair? Uh, it came with the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I wish I was a big, strong man like you are. Why? So I could show a weak, helpless girl like me how strong I was. Riley. Miss uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Cuddles, will you please let go of my hand? Why? Don't you like girls? No, only only when I'm married. Oh, gee, you're a fast worker. Is this a proposal, honey? Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. There's something you don't understand. I, I'm already married to a girl. Married? Yeah, I've been for 18 years. I, I got two kids. You want to see their pictures? Well, yes, you uh, have your nerve coming out uh, here and flirting with me, uh, you bigamist. Well, I did not flirt with you. I only flirt with my wife. I know her personally. <laughs> the idea of wasting my time. You should be ashamed of yourself. You with a wife. Now, look, Miss Ah, oh, no <laughs> way. Getting so a nice girl isn't safe these days. Well, Miss <laughs> Riley, you should have gone home when I told you. Oh, how could I go? I ain't got no car. There are buses running. It's three miles to the bus stop. You can walk to the bus. Okay, okay, I'll walk to the bus. Now, leave me alone. I'll never leave you alone. I'm getting on that bus with you. Okay, then you'll pay your own fare. <laughs> Yo ho. Hey, hi. Peggy Pie. Hi, uh, Dumplin. Dumplin. Peg. She won't answer. Shut up, conscience. Peg, where are you? She isn't here. Well, go on. She'll be back soon. She must be visiting with the Binny. There are no lights in the Binny house. Maybe the fuse is blew out. You, you know where she is. Well, she, she must have gone to the movies. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Well, sure. I'll just sit down and wait until she gets back. But suppose she didn't go to the movies. <laughs> suppose she kept that date with Butch Monahan. No. She wouldn't. My, my Peg ain't interested in Butch. She... This is that she wrote it on the telephone pad. She did go to Butch Monahan. Why shouldn't she after the way you talked to her on the phone? I never knew I was such a brute. Don't stand there. Do something. Yeah. I'm going to this Butch Monahan and tell him off. I once punched him in the nose and I can do it again. It was Butch who punched you in the nose. Yeah, and he can do it again. <laughs> Oh, 
Open up this door. Yeah, what is it? I ain't afraid of you, Butch Monahan. Get out of my way before you break every bone in my body. What? Why, it's Riley. Uh, what about it? The same old sorehead. Uh, Always looking for a punch in the nose. Monahan, I didn't come here to munch words. There's only one thing I want to know. Is my wife in there? Sure. Then step outside. What? Is something wrong? Uh, Why, Riley, what are you doing here? Peg, Peg, get your coat. I'm taking you out of here. Oh, now, Riley, don't be rude. Yeah, stop being yourself. Come on in. The miss is just making some coffee. Hey, oh, he's got you making him coffee. Oh, no, not me, dear. Mrs. Monahan. Well, you can tell Mrs. Monahan that I don't want to... Uh, uh, Mrs. Monahan? Shh, don't wake the kids. Uh, children? Sure. Didn't Peg tell you I was married to the most beautiful dame in the USA? And I got three beautiful kids. Well, I tried to tell Riley this morning, but he was a little upset. You're married, a butch. But she that's swell. <laughs> did you did you marry a Brooklyn girl? No, nah, she was born in Manhattan. But she's taken out her first papers. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, come on in and park yourself. We'll chew the facts. Okay, Butch. We'll, we'll be in in a minute. I I just want to talk to Peg out here private like you sure, don't mind. Sure, sure, but don't take too long. No, we'll get cold. Okay, we'll be something uh, I mad at me. What for, dear? For the way I spoke to you on the phone like a roughneck. That ain't like me. I... Oh, you didn't fool me. I heard the boys teasing you while you were on the phone, and, well, after you hung up, I just put two and two together and realized what happened. Gee, Duffin, you're the smartest wife I ever had. <laughs> oh, I wasn't so smart. After 18 years, I ought to know how you really feel about me, no matter what you say. That's right, Duffin. Always remember, no matter what happens, no matter what I say, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot in my head for you. <laughs> Don't go away, folks. The Rileys will be right back. This is a report to Housewives from your meat industry on what you may expect these days in the way of meat for your meal. Now, for instance, pork, so plentiful a few short weeks ago, is not as readily available now. The reason that pork is now scarce is that the government has had to set aside approximately one-third of the supply for military use. On the other hand, 600 million pounds of beef and veal were produced in August alone, largest production of any month on record. And even though a recent government order sets aside 60% of the top grades of beef for military and lend-lease use, beef or veal is still your best present bet for meat on the table. Fewer fancy roasts and steaks, certainly, but plenty of lean, no-point beef. So we suggest when you think of meat these days, think of those substantial twist steaks and pot roasts, those savory beef stews, those glistening short ribs, those handy meatloafs and hamburgers, those fine-flavored loin-end steaks. In other words, the braising cuts of beef. Or how about veal birds bulging with tasty dressing? Remember, all cuts of meat are highly nutritious, containing essential, highest-quality protein. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All statements regarding the nutritional value of meat made on this program are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Hey, Peg. What is it, dear? Did you hear that crack which Monaghan made? <laughs> he said he married the most beautiful girl in the USA. He means he almost married her, only I beat him to it. <laughs> oh, go on. Dublin, do me a favor. What? 
Hercules did. All right. Now listen to me, Riley. <laughs> Beat it, conscience. This is one time I ain't listening to you. <laughs> Folks, this is William Bendix reminding you that tomorrow is the start of the vitally important campaign to raise $250 million for the National War Fund. The dollars we give will buy books and tools for American war prisoners. We'll go to help the wives and children of servicemen who are alone at home. To buy food for a war orphan child abroad. And there are a thousand other channels into which our help will flow to aid those who need it desperately. Those far less fortunate than we are. So tomorrow, let's all give generously to something that makes us all proud to be part of America. The National War Fund. Thank you, folks. See you next week. Thanks. Starring William Bendix and presented by the American Meat Institute next week at the same time. You'll enjoy William Bendix in the Edward Small motion picture, Abroad with Two Yanks, coming soon at your local theater. The Life of Riley was directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Coslaw. This is Wendell Niles in Hollywood, pinch hitting for Brother Ken, saying, See you next week. This is the Blue Network. is. You laughed at him when he played the Brooklyn Marine in Wake Island. He broke your heart as Gus the Sailor in Lifeboat. Around the movie studios, they call him Hollywood's Magnificent Mug. You know, sometimes I wish I was rich. Just being handsome ain't enough. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in The Life of Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. The meatpacking industry is the greatest user of refrigerating equipment of any industry in the world. Yes, America, you can thank the meatpacking industry's use of refrigeration for that good fresh meat every day in the year. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. Riley is on his way home from the aircraft factory where he works, in company with Jim Gillis, Riley's greatest rival in work, bowling, and tall talk. Right now, they're swapping brags, the topic being friendship. Yes, sir, Riley, you can tell what kind of a guy a guy is by what kind of friends he's got. Now, you take me. I got lots of good friends. Well, who ain't? Now, take my friends. I gotta hold them back from doing me big favors. What them fellas think of me, it's, it's embarrassing. It's the same with me. You take now, for instance, uh, Eddie Carroll. Why, that Eddie, he would give me the shirt right off of his back. Yeah, I've, I've seen his shirt. Not everybody would take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a... Now, now, you take my pal Muley Durkin. He'd not only give me the shirt off his back, but first he'd send it to the laundry. He's even the campaign manager in my campaign to get elected president of my lodge, the BPLA. What's the BPLA? That's the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> You know, it's a funny thing you mention this fellow, Muley Durkin. Is this Durkin the Durkin who's got a wife, Mrs. Durkin? Yeah, yeah, his wife uses the same last name. They're just <laughs> plain people. Uh, do, do you know Muley? Well, not personal, but my wife meets this Mrs. Durkin at market every day, and they get cabins. Well, see? that's women for you, Gib, 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 Gib. Oh, not, not that I'm knocking them. I think a lot of women, otherwise I would never have married one. 
You know, this Mrs. Durkin is always bragging to my wife how nice her house is fixed up. Well, but what my wife wants is to see how nice it is. Oh, so she can knock it to the neighbors, eh? <laughs> I guess you couldn't fix it so she'll see it, huh? Well, who couldn't fix it? I can take anybody over to my pal Muley's any time and be welcome. Any time? That's what I said. Well, I guess you couldn't fix it for Sunday. That's tomorrow. With pals like me and Muley, there's nothing to fix. We just walk right in. <laughs> now, wait, Riley. How is it going to look, you dragging me and the missus to the party that Muley's given? Now, stop arguing, Gillis. We just walk in there at the... the party? Muley ain't giving no party tomorrow. Well, sure he is. A big party. My wife saw his wife buying her stuff for it at the market. And she mailed out a big stack of invitations. Invitations by mail, huh? And no open envelopes, neither. Uh-huh. All with three-cent stamps. Oh, they're shooting the works. Uh, hey, you mean you ain't even heard that Muley is giving a party? Sure, sure, right. I heard about it okay. I just forgot. Gee, your best friend is giving a party? It certainly seems funny that you'd forget. Well, that's just like me. I'm glad you brought it up, Gillis. My... My pal Muley would feel very bad if he gave a party and I wasn't there. I'd feel worse. Riley, are you still out of that mailbox? Come on in and eat your supper. Oh, I'll be right in, Dumplin'. The mailman's coming now, and I just... Hey, hello, Mr. Riley. Oh, hello, Mr. Matthews. Can I please have my letter... Well, all I got is a postcard for your son, Junior, but no letter for you. You sure? I'm expecting a very important letter. Well, you already got the phone bill last week. And the electric bill ain't due till next week. No, I, I mean another letter, Mr. Matthews. Uh, you, you don't ever deliver letters to the wrong address, do you? I should say not. Not once in 32 years. Well, that's always the first time. And if you was to find you maybe had left my letter someplace else, I wouldn't mind as long as you brought it back. Uh, Mr. Riley, if I ever had it, you got it. Well, it so happens I know somebody sent me a letter, see? And I never got it, so where is it? Well, probably the sender addressed it wrong. Listen, my friend Muley knows where I live, don't he? That's a pretty lame excuse for holding up my mail. Yeah, I'm not making excuses, Mr. Riley. Oh, you're gonna brazen it out, huh? Brazen what out? You know what? Losing my letter. I didn't lose your letter. Listen, Mr. Matthews, listen very close. This here letter was a sealed job with a perfectly good three-cent stamp right up in the corner, see? A a stamp with a picture of George Washington, a a purple stamp. Now, do you remember seeing it? Uh, Look, I've delivered thousands of letters and not once in 32 Uh, years. Look, Mr. Matthews, all I say is be square. Find me my letter, hand it over, and we won't say no more about it. Listen, Mr. Riley, I never lost a letter in my life. I'm sorry to see you taking this attitude to a taxpayer, Mr. Matthews. It don't pay to be so stubborn like that, you know. Who's stubborn? You're stubborn. You're as pig-headed as a mule. Oh, now you're calling taxpayers mules, huh? Okay, Mr. Matthews, I was trying to let you down easy, but now I'm through protecting you. I'm taking this up higher. Oh, take it up. Take it up with the postmaster. Take it up with Congress. Uh, 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 let's have no bad temper, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> that ain't gonna help you none when I'm writing the White House telling a certain party how you lost my letter. Did you get any satisfaction at the post office, Daddy? No, Babs, they kept shooting me from window to window. Well, what was in this letter you expected? It was an invitation to a certain party's party tomorrow. 
I can't believe this fellow wouldn't invite me. Oh, well, don't feel too badly about it, Daddy. Me? No. What do I care about? But don't tell your mother, Babs. You, you know, women folks take stuff like that to heart. After 17 years, I wouldn't want your mother to find out she married a social nobody. I, I can't believe it. A party without me. Nobody will have a good time. Well, are all your other friends going, Daddy? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'll phone them all up. First, I'll call Nickel Nurse or Nicholas. Operator, give me Dockside 7724J. Uh, how's that, Ike? Oh, you're going to see your mother-in-law tomorrow night, too, huh? Yeah, I see, Ike. Well, so long. You know, that, that's a funny thing, Babs. I called up Nickel Nurse and Nicholas, Snuffy Chase, Harry Martin, and Ike Shanahan. And all four of them said they're going to see their mother-in-laws tomorrow. That's against the law of nature. <laughs> Daddy, you mean they're not telling the truth? Them guys can't fool me. This is a freeze-out. And I'm the fella that's getting frostbit. O'Reilly, But well, for goodness sake, what's wrong? Nothing, Dumplin'. Nothing at all. Well, you look so gloomy. Oh, come on, cheer up. Mr. O'Dell's here to see you. Come on, Babs, dear, the men want to talk. Mr. O'Dell? Oh, goodness, Mother, I don't think an undertaker will show Daddy up. Why, well, sure he will. Good old digger, what a pal. Not like some... F- uh, oh, hiya, digger. Come on in, pal. Gee, it's nice of you to drop in. Good day, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. (laughs) I feel fine, Digger. Why not? Ain't I got all a guy wants in life? Home and family and one friend? You? (laughs) Sit down, pal. I can't stay long, Riley. I want to ask a favor. Well, name it, Digger. Anything for a real pal. I want to borrow some of your folding chairs. An emergency. <laughs> well, it must be if you run out of chairs. I let someone have all mine, but he needs more. He's planning a big social affair. I imagine it'll be quite gay. <laughs> a social affair, huh? Is it uh, anybody I know? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think. Uh, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, I don't suppose you're going, digger old chum. Well, uh,. Uh, no, uh, no, no. Well, fine. Then, then maybe tomorrow you and me can play a little cards, eh? Cards? Just the two of us? Well, you can always dig up a couple of other guys. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. And we... I, uh, I'm afraid I can't, Riley. You see, I, uh, I, I'm going to see my mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. <laughs> Don't give me that malarkey. I know where you're going. I know where everybody's going. Okay, go on. Go ahead. See if I care. But my chairs stay home. Like me. Do I understand, Riley, that you refuse to lend me a few paltry folding chairs? That's right. Now you can go back and tell that phony that I won't mention at that party where you ain't going that I'm wise to him. I never liked Newly Durkin, and I always will. <laughs> Goodbye, Riley. Keep happy. Don't worry, I'm happy And you can tell that gang of far-weather friends That I'm giving a party of my own tomorrow A big high-class party with drinks and eats And I ain't inviting nobody (laughs) 
In just a moment, we'll rejoin Lonesome Riley as he grieves over the duplicity of his former friends. But right now, this is Ken Niles, about to see what kind of a word artist I am. I'm starting with a batch of delicious ground beef. I'm shaping it into handy, smooth packages. I'm putting them into a skillet or under a broiler. And I'm listening to them sizzle and watching that good hot juice ooze out. I'm licking my lips as those parcels of meat turn a delicate gold and then a deeper brown. I'm getting a beautiful nose full of the pleasantest, meatiest aroma on this green earth. And then I'm lining them up on a platter. Now listen to the family shout, Hip, hip, hamburger! Sure, one of the great democratic institutions of this land is the great American hamburger, the eating pet of Park Avenue, the supper hero of Hogan's Alley. Young folks reach for them. Old folks welcome them. And why not? Here's food. Here's flavor. Here's eating ease. Here are happy proteins in a snappy patty. And proteins, you friends of the hamburger, are just what it takes to keep that body growing if we're young and going if we've got our growth. And those proteins of hamburger are the very best kind. We mean highest quality. Because they're meat proteins, and meat is a yardstick of protein foods. Because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. We left Riley hurt, sore, and bewildered because he hasn't been invited to his best friend Muley's big party. We find Riley now on his back stoop telling his hen-pecked little neighbor, Waldo Benny, all about it. So you see how I'm fixed, Waldo? All my friends going to Muley's party and I wasn't even invited. Oh, I know what it is to be snubbed. <laughs> my wife snubs me continually. <laughs> but knowing my wife, maybe I'm lucky. Well, though, I, I keep asking myself, what would make an old pal like Muley give me the brush off all of a sudden? Well, Mr. Riley, I might be able to answer that. You would? Well, go ahead, Waldo. Well, it's just this, Mr. Riley. You, you really ought to be a little more careful how you talk to people. There. <laughs> I don't talk right? No, 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 Mr. Riley. I meant that maybe something you said hurt Muley's feelings. Perhaps you insulted him. Oh, no, I never insulted Muley, but... Uh, you never called him names? Well, not really. We've been kidding around. I, maybe I called him a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino like that, but I, I never insulted him. <laughs> but, Mr. Riley, sometimes our careless words wound our friends, and the wounds leave scars. They do, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I never noticed no scars on Muley. No, no. A scar on his heart wouldn't show, you know. You'd never know it was there. Oh. But he would know. He'd feel it. Aching, throbbing, gnawing away his friendship for you. Until, at last, he could stand the pain no more, and then... Then he throws a party and don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Waldo, you're right. Be big, Mr. Riley. Go to your friend and apologize. Tell him that you're sorry for what you said. And offer him the olive branch of peace. Okay, I'll do it. I'll go down there and rub Muley's scars with an olive branch. <laughs> and, and then Peg won't find out we got snubbed and I'll be all set to show Gillis I got real friends. Even if I can't depend on them. 
Congratulations, friend. Don't be unruly. It's yours truly, little Muley. I get... Oh, it's you, Riley. Yeah, Muley. It's your pal, Riley. How's things, Muley, old best friend? Uh, well, I'm pretty busy, Riley. I'm sorry it ain't convenient to ask you inside on the interior just right now. So... Oh, well, that, that's quite okie dokie. I'll, I'll stand out here for what I gotta say. Uh, look, Muley, yeah. we've always been pals, ain't we? Well, sure, sure. Oh, sure, so so let's not have no scars known between us. If if I ever said anything to you, I, w- I was kidding, see? Oh, you are? Well, yeah, like like one time I called you a weasel and a crumb and a skunkerino. Uh, frankly, I don't recall the occasion. Well, you think back and you will. But that didn't mean you really was. Oh, no? No, no I, I just thought so at the time. <laughs> so now, now everything's okay, huh? Look, Muley, I, I brung you a bottle of olives. They mean peace. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, thanks. Oh, the, 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 the stuffed olives, oh. Muley. You see the red? The, 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 ain't they nice, huh? Mm. They, they'd be nice for a party, Muley, if anybody was having a party. What'd you say? Uh, uh, I didn't say nothing, but uh, now that I think of it, uh, much obliged for the olives. Well, I'll see you later. Oh, uh, you, you mean tonight? Well, I, uh, uh, I... I ain't doing nothing tonight, Muley. Well, that's too bad. Well, I, 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 I just took <laughs> notice, Muley, over your shoulder. You... Got some new borrowed chairs in the house, ain't you, Muley? Oh, I better close the door. It's drafty. I, 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 I expect you're probably expecting a lot of people sometime soon to sit in all them chairs, ain't you? Huh? For me? Nah. Uh, maybe I got misinformed on something then. Uh, listen, Muley, if, if you ain't doing nothing tonight, I got an idea. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Look, wh- why don't you, for instance, come on over to my house tonight? We could sit around and gab about how much we like each other. And, well, I... Uh, uh, I can't make it tonight, Riley. You can't? Uh, I, uh, see, uh, I'm going to my mother-in-law's tonight. <laughs> mother-in-law's, huh? Yeah. Muley, do you think I'm nuts? Your mother-in-law won't let you in her house. Everybody knows that. Now, listen, Riley, I don't see as how it's any of your business how I spend my time. Well, okay, Muley, that's how it is. I guess I'll be running on home. It's been nice seeing you. When a fella hasn't got a scent and is feeling kind of blue and the clouds hang thick and dark and won't let the sunshine through, it's a great thing, oh, my brethren, for a feller just to lay his hand upon your shoulder in a friendly sort of way. It makes a man oh, feel queer. Are you still him... sitting around reading poetry? What's got into you? Oh, uh, well, nothing, Peg, nothing. Riley, it's such a beautiful Sunday, and you look so gloomy. Why don't you shave? Well, what for? You want to go to the movies or something, Peg? Mm, no, no, thanks. Even with my wife, I ain't popular. <laughs> why, why don't you come to the movies, Peg? Huh? Well, I, I get embarrassed. If you're not snoring, you're rattling your popcorn bag. I'll be quiet. I'll just eat peanut brittle. Come on. <laughs> well, why are you so anxious to go out all of a sudden? Well, Jim Gillis will be here soon, and I want to miss him. Why? Did you invite him here, Riley? Uh, that Gillis don't wait to be invited. He wants me to take him someplace I 
I ain't going. I don't feel like arguing with them. Arguments leave scars on fellas. Oh, well, dear, here's your good suit. Put it on so you look decent for Mr. Gillis, but don't let him stay too long. Why not? Oh, I, I, I don't feel like company. I, I think I'm getting a little headache. Her woman always has the answers. Anytime she needs an excuse, she thinks she's getting a headache. Okay, but there's Gillis now. Now I'm getting a headache. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Hello, Gillis. Well, Riley, what's the idea? You ain't dressed yet. No, I... But it's a quarter to five. The party at Muley's is at five. Yeah, I know that gang. They start at five. At 5.15, they eat. At 5.20, the grub's all gone. Well, then come on. Nah, we're too late already. Ah, what's the use? Look, Gillis, I guess I'm not going to Muley's today. What? After you led me on to ask my missus to go, why aren't you? Well, I... I think maybe I'm gonna feel a little headache coming on us. Well, the fresh air will do you good. Here, put on your coat. Now, wait a minute. Here's I, your hat. Uh, now, now, come on. Uh, Riley, are you getting dressed? Well, yeah, didn't you say... Oh, hello, that? Mr. Gillis. Oh, Mr. Riley, Gillis. you don't feel well enough to get dressed, do you? Huh? I thought you told me to get... Oh, uh, Mr. Gillis, my husband's been acting very strangely all day. I just can't let him go out with you, but he may be sick. Well, but my, my wife, she's waiting in the car. Right? I'll explain to Mrs. Gillis. Come on, Mr. Gillis, let's go tell her about Riley. Well, well take off your clothes again, Riley. But listen, Mrs. Riley... Well, she got rid of him. Now I can get undressed again and worry in comfort. <laughs> I wish she'd have come sooner. I wouldn't have got all dressed. Well, they're gone, Riley. Well, Riley, what are you doing? Well, I'm getting undressed again, like you said. Oh, did I? Well, get dressed again, dear. What? Hurry up, dear. We're going out for a nice walk. Look, Dumplin', you got me so mixed up, I don't know whether I'm sick in bed with my clothes on or if I'm out walking on my BVD. <laughs> Hello, the Durkin residence. Julie the breadwinner speaking. Hello, Mr. Durkin. This is Babs Riley. Oh, yeah, Babs. Are they on their way yet? Oh, yes. Dad and Mother just left. They'll be at your house in a few minutes. Oh, good. He ain't caught on, has he? No, he doesn't suspect a thing. Oh, my, I'd like to see Daddy's face when he finds out you're giving him a surprise party. <laughs> okay, Babs, so long. Hey, gang, everybody hide. Put out the lights. The big lummox, I mean, the guest of honor is on its way. <laughs> This nice, Riley. This walking. Yeah. I'd rather walk north, though. Oh, I like to walk south. Well, I don't like none of these houses south. It's a, it's a tough neighborhood, then. Well, your friend Muley lives down this way. That's what ruined the district. Riley, are you mad at Muley? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. Anyhow, I don't need no friends like Muley or, or nobody. Here after Peg, I'm going to just have one best friend, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. This girl's awful pretty, see, and she's always getting me out of jams. Oh, yes? Well, who can it be? Oh, cut out your kidding, Dumplin'. You know I mean you. <laughs> well, I like to hear you say it. But, you know, it's a good idea to get together with other people sometimes. So, people who are close to you. If I want people close to me, I'll take a ride on a bus. <laughs> Look, Riley, we're right in front of Muley's house. Let's hurry by. Don't you want to go into Muley's for just a minute, Riley? 
Well, look, the front door's wide open. Well, sure, there's nothing in there anybody would steal. <laughs> well, let's go home, Peg. I, I don't... Oh, well, all right. You insist. Yeah, I... Oh! Well, Peg, what'd you do? Oh, oh, my ankle. I I, I twisted my ankle. Oh, Riley, uh, Riley, hold me. Yeah, gosh, honey, but does it hurt? Does oh, yes, yes, oh. it does. You better carry me into Durkin's yeah, here. Yeah, but uh, in Durkin's. No, nothing doing it. Uh, I'd rather carry you home, piggyback. With... Please, Riley, carry me into Durkin's. Oh, my ankle. Well, well, for you, Peg, okay. That muley... He would have four steps up to his door. It's all dark in here. Wait, I'll turn on the light. Well, first put me down in a chair. Yeah, all right. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my. I, I feel better already. Where's the light? That dope muley, no lights. I know why. <laughs> Didn't pay the electric bill. Uh, why, well, uh, just light a match, dear. It would be careful. Yeah, I had a match here someplace. <laughs> oh! Oh! Ah, uh, that's just like Muley. A lot of bum chairs in people's way. My... Here's a match. <laughs> Look at this furniture. That Mrs. Durkin always bragging how nice her house is furnished. <laughs> oh, now, now, Riley, it, it is not for you know. <laughs> Look at that mantelpiece. There's the clock we gave Muley for his anniversary. <laughs> yes, it's lovely, isn't it? I won it down at the Penny Arcade in the Iron Storm machine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, now, dear. Don't go making up stories. The jelly beans that came with it were worth more than that. <laughs> Riley, dear, watch what you're saying. <laughs> Look at that big picture of Muley with his five brothers. <laughs> Put a cage around that collection of mugs, you got a zoo. <laughs> hey, what was that about Muley and his five brothers? Peg, your voice is changing. <laughs> That ankle must be worse than I thought. Lights! Hey, surprise! Oh, no, what you... Surprise! Muley! Ike! What's going on? Nickel nurser, digger! Uh, but... Riley, seeing as how you are our favorite candidate running for president of the BPLA, we, the Flatbush faction, is giving you the surprise party in your honor. For the surprise party for, yeah. for me? Yeah. But, uh, well, thanks. Uh, and in reply, I just want to say I... I knew it all the time. <laughs> he's a jolly good fella. He's a jolly good fella. He's a jolly good fella. The Rileys will be back in just a moment. So don't go away, folks. You know, the kitchen is a mighty inviting place on a bright fall morning. Frosty fruit juice ready for the table, coffee bubbling away on the stove, and what's this? A pan full of fine, plump pork sausage, sizzling and spluttering and turning a rich, crusty brown and sending out a fragrance that says, Oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, <clears throat> yes, there's nothing like a good breakfast meat, whether it's pure pork sausage, tender ham, or cheerful bacon to give the right start to the day. The crisp fat is packed with food energy, and in the lean, there are proteins of the highest quality. All meat has these good proteins, the right kind of proteins. Yes, meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And remember, the nutritional statements just made are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. 
lovely party, wasn't it? Yes, sure was. Good old Muley, my best friend. Just think, Muley and I have been friends since we were nine. He was five and I was four. <laughs> and, and with him campaigning for me in the lodge, I'm a cinch to get elected. Yes, if your friends remember to vote. Oh, that reminds me, Dumplin'. I got a message for all of our friends right here. Folks, I want to remind you that in many states, there is still time to register for the forthcoming national elections next November 7th. The right of every American citizen to vote is a precious right. A citizen who fails to vote is denying himself a voice in his government. So let's all register immediately so we can vote on November 7th. Good night. See you next week. The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix and sponsored by the American Media Institute, will be back next week at this same time. William Bendix appears on this program by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley, written by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Ship, was directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Kozloff, and came to you from Hollywood. This is Ken Nile saying, see you next week. This is the Blue Network. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days, your home for the best of Golden Age Radio, when radio was king. Now, 1001 has three big radio shows, 1001 Radio Days for Variety, 1001 Radio Crime Solvers for Detective and Cop Shows, and 1001 Stories from Roy's Diner for Action, Suspense, Escape, and Sci-Fi. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please do take a moment and send us a review. We always appreciate reviews, and they help new listeners find us. Until next time, this is your host, John Hagedorn. Stay safe, and we'll be back soon at 1001 Radio Days. Riba, 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 riba,